When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Programs that have a star can make noise in college basketball. Programs that surround a star with strong teammates can be in the hunt for championships and deep tournament runs in college basketball. Programs with a star who is a selfless teammate and who has strong teammates around him or her can dream of anything in college basketball. Michigan women's basketball has steadily climbed to that third and final description coming into this season, which is why the Wolverines are ranked just outside the top 10 in the preseason poll and considered a real threat in a loaded Big Ten. Now, that star is Nas Hillman. And the supporting cast is really good, with Leah Brown as a pretty legit co-star alongside her. But make no mistake, Nas Hillman is the heartbeat of this team heading into her fourth season. She is a record setter, a winner, a Big Ten preseason player of the year, and a future pro. Now, plenty of factors will determine where this season goes, and you need more than just what I described above to realize those lofty dreams. You need some bounces to go your way. You need to remain healthy. But Michigan women's basketball boasts the prerequisites to competing for everything out there in a college basketball season. Nas has plenty of help around her. She doesn't have to go about this thing alone by any stretch, but there is a reason she got the loudest ovation among the women at Michigan Madness, and I'd say she was second to Juwan Howard overall. There's a reason this is like her 5,000th interview request in the last calendar year. There's a reason she will go down as one of the all-time greats in this program's history. Nas has elevated the expectations for the program externally, but understand, internally, That's where they've been for a while, way up there. That's how players like Nas Hillman put themselves in position to ascend to superstardom. Senior year, that's the chance to realize all of those dreams and expectations. As you might have guessed, Nas is our guest this week. We talk about her improvements, expectations, and teammates right here on Defend the Block. We're talking Michigan basketball. Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Brian Bush. 
We are into November. The season begins in earnest with a couple of exhibition games for the men and the women. The women take on Grand Valley State at home on Thursday. The men head to Wayne State to open up their new arena coming up on Friday night. The lone exhibition for each program before kicking off the regular season. Michigan women on Tuesday, the men on Wednesday. We are going to transition because of that away from these Tuesday interview-based episodes and go back into the post-game versions for the men's games, hear from head coach Juwan Howard, get some thoughts from the national champ Terry Mills, get some player analysis, highlights, etc., etc. Can't wait to do that, but it has been awesome going throughout this offseason and catching up with some incredible guests, current players in both programs, some past players who have moved on to the NBA either this season or in the past, some players who didn't, some of the guys like C.J. Baird and Luke Wilson getting a chance to catch up with those guys as they transition to the next stages of their lives. So if you missed any of it, we've got plenty of listening for you that still will hold up into the early stages of the regular season. But for now, our focus is on Nas Hillman. Awesome interview. Great catching up with her as always. Really hope you enjoy this chat. So we have the return of our first Defend the Block podcast guest ever. We are almost to 100 episodes now, and Nas Hillman has rejoined us. Nas, I hear you have a new role, not on the court, but off the court. Why don't you tell fans about what's what's got to be pretty exciting for you? Yes, it is super exciting. I'm an aunt. My brother just had a baby, um, and her name is Shyla. And she's a month old now, um, like a month and a day now, I guess. Um, But I was able to see her over fall break, and she was so tiny. Like, I was so scared to hold her, honestly. (laughs) Um, But she's the sweetest, and she doesn't, like, whine or cry at all, like, unless she's hungry. Um, And I think she's going to look like me when she grows up, so I'm excited. (laughs) I like it. So when... When did you start to pick up the basketball? What's the what's the transition here for Shiloh to see if she can get out there? So I think, you know, she's probably gonna pick it up earlier than I than I will. I think my mom will probably have her in the, with the basketball as soon as she comes to a game or something. But um, you know, as far as for me, it was about fourth grade, so she might get a head start on that one. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's talk a little bit about you individually first. This is your senior year. It is more normal than last year, but certainly not back to complete normal. What has this transition been like this offseason going back to at least signs of what you used to know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super exciting uh, just because, you know, as soon as I, I hear that we're kind of going back to normal, my first things that I think about is the fans being back in Chrysler, um, which I'm super excited about. Obviously, you know, for half of the year it was no fans and then it was family, um, which which was great, but just having Chrysler filled back up, I'm super excited for. And the transition has definitely been different and, and interesting to say the least, um, especially since we have in-person classes now. That's a difference. Um, Um, obviously for the juniors and seniors, we're used to it, but our freshmen and sophomores are not. Um, So that transition of coming right from class to the gym um, and, you know, picking back our time management skills um, has been challenging. But, um, I mean, I like that that things are going back to normal. I like in-person classes, keeps me focused on task. um, And then, again, um, having people back in Chrysler, I'm super excited for. What have been the areas that you've tried to focus on to get better at? Because 
We all talk about how great you have been, and that's true, but I know players like you are never satisfied. What are the areas you are not satisfied with and trying to improve on? Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely need to continue to try to push this thing for my um outside game I feel like I've been kind of sprinkling that in for the last three years um, and at some point I guess I actually have to show it um, and I think that this year will be a, a great year to show it um, whether that shot selection um, or you know getting to the basket from the perimeter uh, the combination of but also um, one thing coach has really been you know challenging me with is my leadership role and I feel like I'm a uh, an example leader and coaches challenging more, me more to to speak um, in terms of in terms of my leadership. So, I mean, it's, and it's been a challenge for me um, to be completely honest with you. But um, coach continues to challenge me and my teammates looking up for, uh, looking up to me for that vocal leadership um, is one area that I definitely can improve on. It's interesting. I, I want to dissect that a little bit because you know we talked several times last year about kind of your off the floor voice and leadership and sticking your head out and neck out for things that you care about off the court. It's a different style though, right? It's a different voice to have to find in terms of leadership on the floor. How has that evolved? It is. I mean, just, you know, for me, I feel like if I'm not at my best, I need to, you know, find a way to be my best. And then I could go out and and be a leader to my teammates. And sometimes finding that role of, you know, you may not be doing your best, but as long as you're going out there giving 110 percent, you can still ask and demand that from your teammates. So I'm trying to find that fine line of, you know, sometimes it's hard getting out of myself and getting to my teammates vocally and not just, you know, showing them. Um, Whereas I feel like um, off the court, it's more just, you know, the things that I believe in and, and, you know, I I 100% believe in them all the time and I'm never wavering. Whereas, you know, sometimes on the court, um, you know, you're having an off day and you you try to get outside of yourself. Uh, In terms of trying to evolve that outside game, uh, because you've been such a force on the inside, is it tough because your instincts probably for the last three years have been, okay, if I've got an opportunity to, to make something in the paint happen to do it. So how has that maybe mental side of trying to evolve a little bit further outside gone for you? Yes, that's exactly it. Um, obviously, you know, if I'm if I'm running down the court, I mean, I'm trying to be the first one, you know, under the basket sure. so I can have a post up. Or um, a lot of times when I um, pick in, I'm usually picking roller and not a pick and popper. So just kind of trying to mix in the, the combination of I never want to get rid of or go away from what has been effective. Um, but you could probably see in games of last year where I would get the ball at the high post and I wouldn't take that shot or I wouldn't drive it to the basket. So in those instances of last year or, or the last three years where I did have an opportunity to shoot an outside shot but I passed it up kind of taking those shots and kind of making those reads in that terms um definitely not trading them out for each other definitely my my main bread and butter is is in the paint but taking those opportunities that I didn't in the past um on the outside so you were named the Big Ten preseason player of the year by the media and, and, and getting to talk to you over the years. I'm guessing you were more excited about the fact that Leah Brown, your teammate, was on the preseason all Big Ten. So tell me, from her perspective, where have you seen her grow? Because it does feel like this can be kind of that lethal one-two punch of you and Leah as it was so much in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm super excited for Leah um, <clears throat> being, you know, I mean, this is a tough conference. So yeah. to have your name in the conversation um, of, you know, a lot of these girls or all of these girls who are on that selection um, is amazing. And I'm super happy for her, you know, um, 
she's she's come a long way in terms of people recognizing her. We talk about all the time, you know, her high school team didn't win a lot of games. Um, she wasn't highly recruited coming out of high school, and now in her junior slash senior year, I don't even I don't even <laughs> right, know anymore right. with the extra COVID. Now year. In, now in her junior slash senior year, um, being recognized, I mean, it's awesome because I've seen her put in the work and, and effort, and her leadership skills have been shining um, throughout this year. I felt like last year, you know, she was just kind of testing the waters, getting to know the team and see, you know, where she could fit in. But now I feel like, you know, she really does feel like a, she's a part of the team and she's ready to go and 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 be out there on the court with us. Um, but I say her leadership, her voice um she's a competitor um in all aspects of you know everything that she does so just going out there giving 110 percent i mean that's what she does and she does it at a high level um and then we all know that you know she's a scorer so um that's that's not that's nothing new to us but she just continues to get better yeah i've always looked at her we we all saw this with hunter dickinson on the men's side you just felt like those two were going to be fan favorites Mm -hmm. when there could finally be fans in there as people who Mm -hmm. had not played in front of this crowd at chrysler it feels like that's the case uh let's talk about danielle roush and her leadership Mm -hmm. she's been named a captain what has she brought and her unique journey to playing time down the stretch last season to being such a focal point where have you seen her really excel on and off the floor yeah I mean when we talk about leadership with Danielle some people are just bored to do it and she's one of those people um I mean her effort and intensity I'm sure you guys can see that through the tv screen you know and and it's even more real um you know when you're on the court with her um But I think that the special thing about Danielle and her journey is that she's played each and every role of, you know, that you could on the basketball court where freshman year spot minutes, you know, and then sophomore year, bunching those minutes together to get to the point where last year she was our starting point guard in the NCAA tournament. So she's relatable. Um, You know, I feel like sometimes people come in and they see me and they're like, well, to be successful, you have to be playing since your freshman year. Well, Danielle tells that complete opposite story. Um, So just being able to be relatable in that leadership role um, to everyone on the team, not just the people who are starting or not just the people who, you know, may not get that many minutes this year. um, But but she she's just, you know, one of those people who needs to have everything right um, and and spot on. And she makes sure that the team continues that path. And again, I mean, loves the game. If you try to take it away from her, she's going to fight you on all ends of it. but her leadership skills is, is, is something that takes us over the top um, and her energy as well. You mentioned the unique nature of the fact that all of the freshmen and all of the sophomores are acclimating to in-person classes. They will get a chance to play in front of fans here at Chrysler Center for the first time this season. We didn't see a lot of, this, of the freshman class last year, but I know there was a lot of talent. This incoming freshman class comes with a lot of high praise who has jumped out and how has really the these two classes kind of stuck together in the hey let's get used to all this together Mm -hmm. I mean they they definitely have been uh sticking together and trying to get through it together I mean from figuring out the bus route you know (laughs) to get to classes um you know to kind of pick it back up those plays you know that they you know got their freshman year or our freshman now um are just getting acclimated to but I mean like you said they're uh two classes with a lot of talent and you kind of see each and every one of them climbing up the total pole um each and every day in practice really pushing each other um and the and their selves um i mean i i don't think anybody can speak highly enough about the freshman class um just a lot of talent um 
a lot of talent <laughs> um, and, and, and they're picking it up, um, moving moving along with it. And they they're some uh, nervous Nellies a little bit, but they've <laughs> they've kind of calmed that down uh, just a little bit. But I mean, they're still super excited and and they're sponges. I mean, they're taking it all they can and. Whether we're in practice and they're asking questions, or I'm getting a text from one of them last night asking how they could, you know, be better okay. um, in practice um, to, you know, to kind of take them to the next level. So I just think that po- that point of you know them really wanting to soak it all in and, and learn from you know us, the senior class, you know, before we we may or may not leave, you know, depending on this COVID year. Um, but but they're they're taking it all in and they're willing to learn. So let's talk about that decision next year. I'm kidding. I'm not going to make you answer that question. <laughs> like, uh... Uh, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. Uh, when we talked last, the, the new staff had just started to, to get settled and get acclimated. What has the last few months been like with, I mean, obviously you have Coach Rico at the top. That has been a constant for you in your time here. But everywhere else down the road here, the three assistants are all new. Mm-hmm. How has that gone? It's amazing. I mean, they bring... Uh, amazing energy uh to our team and you just can tell that they're super excited to be here and it doesn't seem like they're working you know they're doing exactly what they love and and they come in and they give us the energy that sometimes we don't give them which we try to change every day if that's not the case um but another thing that they bring in is just the outside perspective you know they they said that they wanted to come and and you know be coaching alongside Coach Rico and coaching for this team, you know, because of what they kind of saw throughout the tournament and throughout the season. Um, And they bring, you know, the outside looking into our team of the things that we may have needed to work on or, you know, things that we, we did well but could be even better at. Um, and, and for me, this is my third position coach. And I always just say I've taken something different from each and every one of them. So as the season continues to go on, you know, I'm looking forward to learning a different aspect of the post game from Coach Moore. Um, but all the coaches have been a great help. Um, just had a really great conversation with Coach Val. And we talked about leadership um, and just, you know, they all intermingle. And, you know, I, of course, I have a position coach, but they all try to help me out. Obviously, Coach Harry um, was here last year yep. just in a different yep. role and um he was a huge help in, t- in terms of player development and just kind of taking that to a different level since he's in the coaching position um and and they just like I said they just bring a lot of new information um and energy uh I mean they're just a great group to be around you mentioned that you know these are three coaches who wanted to be here they saw this team in the tournament really all of last year and, and kind of the slow build in recent years and said yeah I, I want to be at Michigan I know you and this team have always had high expectations. Do you sense and do you feel the expectations raising around the program, the impact, the oomph that's behind Michigan women's basketball? Do you sense that that has grown outside these walls? I 100% do. Um, You know, I think... Do Do you relish that? Yeah, I do. I do. Just because, you know... Coming in my freshman year, it, it's funny to me because, you know, coming in my freshman year, I thought we were good. And sure. then my sophomore year, I was like, wow, we're good. Like, we were better than my <laughs> freshman year. And then my junior year, I'm like, oh, we're good. Like, hey. better than. So every year, I think that we're good. And then for some reason, the next year is just better and better. Um, but this year is, is a little bit different because it's not just the people inside, you know, who, who believe that. Um, 
which of course is great, you know, to be recognized by the outside group. Um, but, you know, the people inside have known the hard work that we've put in and, and the time and the effort and the countless hours. Um, but but always, always great to be recognized on the outside. I, I joked about the, the decisions you'll make down the road. There's no doubt that you will have a great career beyond Michigan whenever that happens. I'm curious, have you noticed and do you sense what I think a lot of people have that the profile, the popularity, the attention around women's basketball has improved from last year's NCAA tournament to the WNBA and its 25th year and and, and the higher ratings that it's getting? We talked about it during the spring with some other folks about the softball tournament and how Mm -hmm. that has grown. But within the basketball side, from the time when you were coming through the ranks and watching those you idolize to now knowing you know, there are there are young girls out there who idolize you, do you sense there's more of an attention around that? I do, 100%. I mean, just looking at the TV ratings, you know, from the NCAA tournament last year. Um, I mean, specifically our game against Baylor, yeah. uh, one of the most watched games, you know, of the tournament. And and it's just funny when people say, you know, people don't watch women's basketball. Well, obviously they do if you put them on the on the primetime TVs, um, TV networks. So uh, I, I definitely do think that. And I think, you know, and just in terms of COVID and not being able to be inside um, of any stadium or arena, people are excited about sports. But having having women's basketball on the front pages of, of papers and on the biggest uh, TV networks allow people to get their eyes on it. And now they're excited about women's basketball. And even more, I feel like people are excited about Michigan women's basketball. Um, so I do think that there's been a growth in the women's game in terms of, you know, the spectatorship, um, you know, from all angles. I get people on social media just be like, I'm so excited to come see you play. We're season ticket holders now. Um or I see people in the store and they're like, I'm, I'm huge fans of you guys. And I feel like, you know, for the other three years, you know, I hadn't necessarily gotten that. So um, people people are definitely excited. Uh, a couple more with Nas Hillman. Uh, did Coach Rico's life flash before her eyes when you did those splits at the uh, <laughs> the Michigan Madness? Did, was that was that spontaneous? Was that planned? And, and were you scolded for that after the fact? Um, so... It was it was and it wasn't planned. Uh, so jokingly before Michigan Madness, I was like, oh, I'll do the splits, like whatever. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I don't think I can do them with my shoes on. I think I can only do them if I have like socks on because it's easier to like drop. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> so uh, we're just like in the middle of the dance and the guys just finished their second song where I felt like our first song had beat them out but our second song was kind of wavering so I needed to do something to win mm-hmm. so I just natural the, competitive naturally, answer naturally I needed to set us over the top um <laughs> and uh people were surprised I didn't get scolded it was just a question of you know if my groin was still intact um <laughs> Some people just didn't know I had it in me. My teammates did, but they were excited. They were excited and whatever that I actually did it. Um, I still feel as though I was cheated. Um, I we definitely won mm-hmm. the dance kind Another of competition. Another competitive answer there. Yes. I mean, I got multiple DMs that, <laughs> that I was cheated. <laughs> That something happened with the scores. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But I did get DMs. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's it, those um, decibels. You never yeah, know. It's it's where you hear it. You sure. know, I think that they didn't hear the initial question of did the women sure, win. So sure. I think that was the issue. Understand. We will go to the tape. We will throw the challenge flag and okay. we will get back to you. Last thing that. along those lines. I've asked several people this. Mm-hmm. Have you allowed your mind to get to the opener here at Chrysler? Last year was so special, but there was something missing, right? Mm-hmm. Have you allowed yourself to think about what that's going to be like when fans are back and they're able to be there and cheer you on? Because, I mean, I, I get goosebumps thinking about it for any sport, mm-hmm. football, both basketball programs, everything. How have you thought about that? I mean, I've thought about it loosely. Um, sometimes when we are in the arena um, or in the PDC, we can kind of see pictures of us playing a game in the, you know, the stadium uh, or the arena being filled up. But, um, you know, I think that'll be a very emotional day for me just because it'll be, you know, first game at Chrysler of your senior year, which is crazy in yeah. itself i continue to say it's crazy even though i've been a senior for like three months now um but but it's one thing to be a senior in yes. school it's another thing to be a senior on the court 100%, i get that 100 percent. so i mean my biggest thing this year is just taking everything day by day um because i try i'm really trying not to get ahead of myself um so i haven't thought about it too much i don't want to you know have myself in tears thinking about it now <laughs> i don't want to have myself in tears thinking about it then either but um loosely i thought about it loosely well soak up every day we're looking forward to watching you and this team play we appreciate you joining us awesome thank you so much as always very thankful that Nas makes so much time for us as i mentioned off the top she was the first ever guest her and isaiah livers were on the first episode of defend the block we'll get to 100 by the time this regular season gets really revved up and into big 10 play so thanks for listening the entire way Appreciate Nas. Thanks to Sarah Van Meter for her organization of that conversation. Always appreciate her efforts. Tom Wyrot as well. He has been great. They've both been awesome as we've brought you consistent content during the offseason. It really gets going starting this week. Exhibition play late this week. Regular season play middle of next week. I hope you're as excited as I am. Thanks as always for listening to Defend the Block and Go Blue. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network and Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.